You're watching Profile Pod TV with Double A. And always remember to take it easy. What's up, Profile Pod TV listeners? Chris here, and you might recognize my voice from numerous guest appearances on Profile Pod TV. But if you don't, that's okay. I'm here to tell you to come check out my podcast. It's called The Kickback. I do it with three of my closest friends, Jesse, Abe, and Louie. We sit back, drink a couple beers, talk about some embarrassing stories, talk about our lives, talk about what's going on in the world, and we try to make light of it. We try to make you laugh. We try to get you to forget about everything crazy that's going on in the world. So if you think that's for you, come check us out. We also do interviews as well. If you want to listen to an interview from a professional athlete or a comedian, someone in the entertainment business, we got that here too. So come check us out. Go to our Instagram at the Kickback Podcast LA. You can see all of our hilarious clips. If you click the link in our bio, you can listen to full episodes of the Kickback Podcast. So come check us out. Other than that, back to the show. Profile Pod TV. I'm your host, Double A, back for another spectacular episode of the pod. And as always, we have another spectacular guest in store for us. We are getting ready to learn all about her story. Before we do, I just wanted to mention real quick, uh, once again, I want to thank everybody for all the support um, you know, with the hats, the Profile Pod TV hats. I really appreciate that. Everybody's been so Gracious, I want to thank all of you who, who purchased the hat. Of course, um, just a lot of support. So much love here from AA and uh, Profile Pod TV. You know, so I'm I'm trying to do big things with this and take it to the next level. And you guys are just showing me the love, and I really appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. So uh, thank you once again, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe right here on YouTube. Uh, click on that purple logo at the bottom right-hand corner of your screen. Subscribe, and we're all good. Leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Instagram. All that good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. So just wanted to mention that. Let's go ahead and get to our guest of the evening. This young lady hails from Franklin, Tennessee, the great state of Tennessee, the volunteer state. I think you're our first guest from that, that, that state, from Tennessee. So I'm really excited to have you. Um, it's been, a, a, yeah, we set this up a couple months ago, and here we are finally coming to fruition on Profile Pod TV. She is um, a poet, an artist. She's an entrepreneur. She has her book. She has another book coming up. She's uh, doing festivals. She's making appearances in public. So she's doing a lot of stuff that we're going to get into, and I can't wait to get to all of that good stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome Gina Carrillo, aka Black Poet. Uh, I'm sorry, Black Widow Poet from Tennessee. Gina, thank you for being here. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm honored and excited. I'm wonderful. How are you? Oh, I'm th I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. Um, yeah, like I was mentioning, it's been a while since we set this up, and and uh, I just uh, I'm, I'm always uh, fascinated with how fast time goes. You know. But uh, here we are, and, uh, and I want to thank you again for making the uh, accommodation because we were 
uh, we had to kind of reschedule a little bit, push it back a little bit, and you're in a different time zone. So thank you so much. How's everything out in Tennessee today? It's beautiful out here. The weather's wonderful. I ate outside, had a nice ride. It was great. Oh, I bet. I bet. I've never been to Tennessee. I am dying to go. I'm dying to get out there. You know, Nashville, Knoxville, all of the and everything in between. And there's around. so much to do out here. I, you know, I, there's a great music scene out in. Uh, would that be Nashville? Yes. Um, there's a lot in Franklin too. There's always <laughs> places you can go eat at and listen to live music. Oh, gosh. Now we're now we're talking, Gina. <laughs> How was everything with the pandemic out there? Did you guys uh, experience a lot of shutdowns or how, how, how did that play out for, for the state? We did have a lot of shutdowns. Um, I started working from home over a year ago um, because my office had closed and now I, I'm not going back to the office. So I have a permanent work from home job now. Is that right? Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I was probably one of the only ones that wanted to go back to the office because um, I'm really extroverted and a people person <laughs> and yeah, but <laughs> it funny. is what it is. My dogs are happy. I'm home all the time now. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, a lot of the, all the introverts were loving it, right? They were loving right. it. Right. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. No doubt. No, that's great. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, um, you're doing your thing out there and, you know, but, uh, what, what, um, tell us a little bit about. Black Widow Poet, and a little bit about what you do, Gina. Yes, so um, I am an artist. I do Impressionist artwork on acrylic. This painting behind me is one of the largest, larger pieces I did, which is the cover of my book, um, Kaleidoscope. Um, I started painting when I was really young in grade school. I went and studied oil painting in New York. Um, uh, about two years ago, I got a art job teaching art. So I'm kind of like Bob Ross, but more exciting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my dream job. I love it so much. Um, so I paint as much as I can. I've been doing live art shows. Um, I've been writing since I was 14, 15 years old. Um, so like 22 years and I kept my poetry kind of to myself for that long. And now it's out now and I'm doing it all. <laughs> Yeah, I see that. I see. It. I mean, you're, you, you, uh, I think you inherited the, the arts, the arts from both sides of your, from your parents, right? Uh, both sides of your family. I read, and um, it's definitely showing now. You're taking the baton, and and going forward with it, huh? When did you discover, Gina, your passion for poetry? How did that come about? Um. Well, just going through everything I had started going through starting in my early teens um I just started writing my feelings and I feel like writing is your way of I feel like it's my way of bleeding and that's my kind of emotional outlet to get everything out um and I kind of started writing a lot more um after different things happened in my life um, my husband had passed away 11 years ago, um, and I had lost my dad three months before that. Um, so I really started writing a lot during that time, and it really helped me get through what I was going through. So would you say it was kind of a startup? It was, it was therapeutic for you? Definitely. It's definitely therapeutic, stress-relieving. 
Uh-huh. And it's kind of the creative people just their mind never stops. Like, I mean, even every day, like I've been writing every day now. Um, and it's just, sometimes you just have to stop what you're doing. <laughs> or if you're half asleep, you got to get out of bed. You got to write it down. It has to come uh-huh. out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. And so you did the, po- you started the poetry when you were in your teens and right. how about the painting uh, aspect of things for yourself? Uh, when did you start painting and, and doing that type of thing? So I took it in high school and college. Um, then I went and studied oil painting with T.E. Brittenbach. He's a, a painter um, in his castle. He had built this castle in Albany, New York. Um, and then I had um, just started doing a lot more with art. And then I got the job at Wine and Design, um, where you, it's kind of like a sip and strokes thing. Um, you can come in and you can have parties and DJs and dancing and it's awesome. And I get to paint. And sometimes I don't even know what I'm painting to the day of. Uh, <laughs> just so much fun to to do what I love. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I actually turned my garage into my art studio so I can go down there and paint and do whatever I, I want to do. I learned how to tattoo last year, too. Is that right? Um, and tie-dye, like anything creative, I want to learn how to do and do it myself. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then, by the way, I, I was going to mention those those uh, sip and paint places type of thing. Uh, those, those things are very popular out here in California as well. And those things, yeah, they're popping up everywhere. And uh, one thing that's – and another one that's that's kind of uh, becoming more popular, now with the, you know, the legalization of marijuana and stuff like that, they're doing the puff and paint. So, you know, it's taking the place oh, of the wow. I know. Yeah. I've seen a few of those things starting to pop up out here in California. So just a just a little tidbit, a little nugget there of information, you know, re- related to painting and stuff like that. That's cool. Um, right, right. Gina, I was gonna ask you, I want I would love for you to maybe start us off with a little poem. Uh if you wouldn't mind reciting a poem for us, some, one that you can kind yeah. of that, that you're one of your favorite poems. Okay, so I'll read this one called Dark Cloud. Once you were on cloud nine, smiling all the time. The years weren't counted. Numbers had no value to you. Planning for the future was easy. Now you're constantly pulling, trying to keep the pieces together. They might see the cracks. Do they see the light that shines through or are they cut by the hard edges? To take that risk, they will end up seeing. You have to let them, even if you don't want to. There is now a dark cloud that has formed. It is above, below, all around you. It consumes you, broken, never healing. It affects your mind, thinking about death all the time. It does not heal wounds. You heal your wounds yourself. Your family and friends try to understand what can they say or do to make the pain go away. Without them, would you be alive this day? Did you think about ending it all because you felt like you died inside or you were drowning your sorrows in a sweet liquid or some other substance? Did you go therapeutic shopping or were you social? Or did you think about traveling the world, living your bucket list now? What did you do when it felt like you were struggling to breathe? You are in this darkness. There's now this depression that floats around you and makes you try to get away. You can't run or hide. This way of thinking is now part of your everyday being. What? What ifs, what could have been, questions consume you, always wondering, contemplating life. My dreams are your nightmares. I wake up thinking about what reality is. 
What is this lucidness referencing to me? Would Poe have felt like this? His words are experienced by my soul. They pierce through my heart. Tick tock, tick tock. Time is all you think about now. It's raining granules of sand. I'm trying to grasp them in my hands as they run through my fingertips. Where are they going? Why can't they just stop for a moment and be suspended in the air so I can stay in a moment and let it linger on my lips? Could we be frozen in time? We are stuck in this hourglass trying to break free, climbing but slipping and sliding back down. Let me out, scarred for life from the cloud. Mm, wow, love that, love that. That's powerful, that's powerful. Now, what is that? Um, is Dark Cloud in your book, Kaleidoscope? Uh, broken it is in uh, my book, Kaleidoscope. This piece, I wrote this piece to a picture that um, my late husband, Lewis, had drew mm. uh, right before he passed away. And it was a picture of an hourglass. And I had drawn people in the hourglass, like trying to get out of it. Yeah, yeah, wow, that's that's amazing. No, I I, I love that. It's uh like like we were talking earlier. Yeah, you're you're you bring a lot of emotion to your poetry, and it's based on a, a lot of the stuff is based on real life events stuff yes. you've been through, correct? Definitely, it is. Most all my poetry is true life that I went mm -hmm. through. Yeah, would you say, Gina, that that's um. You know, when you write based on true events, on experiences and stuff like that, it, it makes it uh, the poems, the poetry, that much more powerful. Would you make? Would you say it's a? Would you say that it's easier to be easier to be inspired uh, when you're writing based on experience like that? Or what's your take on yeah. that? I definitely think so, um, because I'm just recalling my memories or how I felt during that situation when it happened. Um, and so, and then by doing that, when I'm reading it, the emotion, like the audience, um, people will come up to me after the show and be like, I really felt your emotion in that piece, piece that you did. Yeah. And it's easier to get through it and overcome it. I feel like a lot of my pieces, I mean, I remember writing them and I'm just crying and crying and crying and trying to get through writing it. And then I'm trying to memorize it and recite it so I can go in public and do it live and it's really kind of a healing the whole thing is a healing process I mean just this year is the first time I could ever even write a piece or read a, the first time I got on stage to read a piece of my talking about death mm. was this year so it took uh -huh. me 11 years to even get up in front of anyone and read a piece on that because I just couldn't get through it without breaking down. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, like, I mean, yeah, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Yeah. And again, you know, you, you bring a lot of emotion to, to your, um, your poetry. And I would, I wanted to ask you before I get too far ahead, what inspired your name, Black Widow Poet? Talk about that a little bit. Yes. So um, a lot of my poetry can be some, can be dark. I try to balance it out and do some <laughs> light pieces and then some dark pieces so they're not all dark. Um, I do love spiders. I had a tarantula growing up. Her oh, name wow. was Esmeralda. Um, so I e Esmeralda? <laughs> Her name was Esmeralda. I had a tarantula <laughs> and a ball python. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, 
Yeah, so I love all animals. Um, also, because I am a widow, my husband passed away when, in 2010. So those are a couple reasons. Also, black and red are both my favorite colors. So there's multiple reasons why I, I went with Black Widow. Heck yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I was really curious as to how you how you how you uh, how that came about. And um, I also read that some of your influences are Edgar Allan Poe, Shakespeare, Chaucer. Um, am I pronouncing that correctly? Chaucer. Yeah. Chaucer. Right? Yeah. So talk about why and how. Those particular poets influence you, Gina? Um, well, Edgar Allan Poe does write a lot of dark poetry. Um, and he actually lost his fiance. I don't know if you knew that. He has a poem about Leonor. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. he writes a lot about that. So I really um, related to him and his poetry resonates with me. I, I always keep their books close to me. Um, I have them all. I used to go to Shakespeare in the park. I was in a play in grade school. Um, and I just loved Shakespeare. I loved love, like I'm a hopeless romantic. <laughs> and then Chaucer's a storyteller. A lot of my poetry tells a story from like beginning to end. You go through the whole story. So I, I write. Yeah, so you kind of take a little bit from each and then mm -hmm. customize it, personalize it yourself. and. Um, as you mentioned, yeah, if you could tell your poetry, right? Your, your storytelling, your, your, it's very personal to you. Some of it's dark. And, uh, as, uh, we were talking about, um, you know, your, your poem from your book, Kaleidoscope, Dark Prince, right? Um, that was an interesting poem. That one, I really enjoyed that one because, um, it just, you know, it was very vivid, uh, it's poignant. And uh, I mean, your, your your opening line was his heart was icy cold. I mean, it's kind of that really kind of just grabs like, oh wow, what's <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> something serious is going on here, you know? And uh, as you go through it, you know, yeah, black doves pecked at his sanity, and alone in the darkness, forever in pain and sorrow, while the world tries to find his mental status. I mean, so much hurt, so much casting. I mean, yeah, this really, this one really, really, um, I really, I don't know why this one just caught my, caught my attention, but uh, I, I was going through all of your, your, your poems and uh, most of them on, on Kaleidoscope and yeah, you talk about love though a lot, right? I mean, love is blind, for example, love versus hate, um, hypnotize is another one, uh, mm. skin deep, so yeah, no, no, it's it's uh, love is the one another title of, of another poem and um, talk about I mean a little bit about those poems as far as um, what is it about love for you you know why what what is so why is it so significant for for Black Widow poet? Well, I believe true love is hard to find. Um, I feel like I did find it. Um, unfortunately, my soulmate and true love did pass away, but it does, love is something that never ends. And it lasts forever. Um, and I just, being in love with love, I just love the whole, with Shakespeare, all the sonnets and the Romeo and Juliet and the whole kind of, 
the foreplay. I feel like poetry is kind of like foreplay. You're kind of singing to each other in words and emotions. And it's just, it's just wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. No, it's, I mean, it's a beautiful thing to talk about love, right? It's, it's just, it's a wonderful thing, wonderful emotion. I love conquers all, right? Love conquers all and love is a beautiful thing. Obviously, I think, uh, um, how do you prepare to write your poetry, Gina? That, how do you get, like, get into a zone? Some people, you know, some artists um, don't even, don't have to do it, right? They could just, boom, get that to get to that place. Uh, talk about your process a little bit. Is that something that you have to kind of get to, like, get to a certain, is there a certain um, process, a certain, uh, you know, ritual that you do to kind of mm -hmm. take you to that place to, so you can, to get inspired and get those create creative juices going so sometimes it just comes to me when I, whenever i'm doing anything and i gotta write it down but um most recently a lot of other poets have um tagged me in different prompts or challenges so i have a theme um so usually i start with researching the theme um and i write down different words vocabulary I want to use. Um, I write down um, more about whatever it is I'm writing about. Um, I get my coffee or tea or a glass of wine. Um, I go outside a lot. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And then um, so I take everything that I wrote down and then I start putting it together. Um, and then I start rhyming some of the phrases. Um, some of them get revamped or rewritten multiple times before I get to yeah. my product. And then I start reciting it. Some of them I'll do little videos um, or slideshows to go um, on social media. Yeah, so that's pretty much what I do. But do, do you have to, um, is it kind of sporadic though for you? Do you or do you, do you sit down for hours once you get to that place, you know, or you know, X amount of time, um, or is it one of those things where you, you start writing, then you stop, and then you come back to it, stop, you know, et cetera, et cetera? Um, most of the poems, I just sit down and write it in a short period of time, um, except some of my more in-depth poems. Um, like there was one that I did on called The Golden Goddess. That'll be in the next book. That one was on Cleopatra and Mark Anthony, and I was challenged um, to write it as Mark Anthony to Cleopatra. And then the other poet was doing, he was doing um, as Cleopatra to Mark Anthony. And so I did all this research on them. It ended up being like 10 pages long. So then I have to condense it down to half that. And then, cause I was doing it, I did it on an open mic where you get five minutes. So five pages was like five minutes. And oh, okay. I ended up after reading their love story, I'm sitting here crying and I'm like, oh my God, they were really in love and they died. And I'm just like, <laughs> and that one <laughs> took me like all day to write that. So some of them are just like really epic. Like right now I'm working on a, a Native American one. And I, I think I'm gonna take it as the perspective of the real story of Pocahontas. So that one's taking me a while to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, I bet, I bet. No, it's uh, so yeah, you know, because again, you know, certain some artists, whatever it is, you know, if you're writing a movie, writing 
a song, right? Um, producing a song, um, whatever the case may be, everybody has their own little method, right? To mm -hmm. kind of get to them, to kind of get inspired. Um, some people like to do that, um, you know, work at night, you know, for example. And uh, so, yeah, I just always find that interesting, you know, I always just kind of find that interesting. And um, I was just curious as to how, how you go about it, right, as to perform your art. Now, it was, when, it, when you paint, though, is that the same thing? Or how does, does that contrast when you paint? Is it, is it easier, more easier? Is it easier for you, more difficult? How does that look when you paint? So painting, I've been, I like painting around people or with people the most. Um, so I haven't been painting a lot by myself. I've been doing a lot of um, lives, open mics or hosting Instagram lives. And then I'll be painting while I'm listening to poetry. Um, so if I'm not doing a painting class where I'm teaching, then I've been doing live art shows where I'm going to the open mics and I have my painting and I'm doing painting while everybody's doing the open mic. Oh. And so I really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds like a lot of fun. And yeah, I noticed you go on live on Instagram a lot, mm -hmm. uh, pretty consistently. And I need to tap into those a little bit more frequently myself and um, see what you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah, check, check that out. You know, um, I want to talk a little bit more about Kaleidoscope, your book. It was published uh, in February. Correct me if February seventeenth. February 17th. Uh -huh. Any significance to that date? Um, no, not to that date specifically. Um, I mean, it was something I had really started working on um, the end of last year. Um, and with being home more, I had found myself having more time to indulge in all my hobbies. <laughs> um, and I was just like, it's time. I always wanted to write a book. And I didn't, I realized, I was like, well, I need to wait till I have enough poems, you know? And then I found all these poems. Like, I went into the closet and actually just found another bag of poems that'll be in the next book. But I had looked in my notebook and I was like, oh, I really have like a hundred poems. I was like, I can write my book now. I actually picked out, there's 83 poems in Kaleidoscope that I put in there. And then I put my artwork on the cover and did the bio on the back and put it all together. And I was like, it's ready. I'm just going to do it. And I did it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I'm no. proud of myself. Good for you. That's awesome. That's awesome. It, it was, was it a painstaking process uh, getting all that together or was it relatively, you think, uh, easy? Tell us about that. The, the worst part is the editing, which my mom did the editing. Thank goodness. So, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the hardest part because when I write the poetry, I'm not using punctuation or commas, you know, I'm just writing phrase like in phrases, you know, or sometimes, sometimes I'll use a comma or exclamation mark, but usually I'm not. And so, yeah, the editing part's the, the hardest part, but I think my mom went crazy with the semicolons and there was like semicolons everywhere. <laughs> and then I had to go back and <laughs> um, edit it some more but still like you can just sit there and keep editing and keep editing you just have to find a stopping point you know I feel like art art all of all of art is evolving like I could always go back to my poem and there's multiple ones where I write I add to it or I change something 
And I can, it's same with my art. I can just keep painting and painting. I have one artwork I've had since high school and I just keep painting on it and I'm painting over it or adding something. Like mm -hmm. you just have to always find a stopping point and be like, okay, I'm just gonna leave, leave it be for now and let other people read it and enjoy it. But if you want to go back and change it up again, you can't. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's, uh, that's nice, that's really cool. And so I, I wanna take it back just a little bit, um, Gina, I wanna back up a little bit because you moved to Tennessee from Flint, Michigan. Right. Right, when you, back in 1989. Mm -hmm. uh, how, 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 I'm really curious about, about this because I, you know, I, want, I wanted to ask you how has growing up in Tennessee influenced you as an artist, you know, as opposed to maybe, maybe if you had grown up, let's say in New York City, or if you had grown up in, uh, in Los Angeles, right, uh, or Chicago or something like that, or Detroit, um, do you think that plays a part in, at all in, 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 um, for you as an artist, or at anything at all? I think um, what plays a part is my friendships, the friendships I made um, and relationships are a lot. You can see them in my poetry and I write about them a lot. And so mm -hmm. I've made, I made friendships. I had friendships since I was young and we're still friends now. Like uh, we have a big group of friends and we've been friends over 22 years and they've been there to support me, encourage me and, were really loving through everything I went through. And so who knows if I would have made that type of relationships or friends in other places. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and those other friends, are they, are they all, are they artists as well? Um, Some of them? Uh, more recently, I have a lot more um, artistic and poetic friends since I started. I, didn't really start getting into Instagram till the end of last year. Um, and now that I'm, I kind of got deeply involved in the poetry community. Now I have a group of friends where we talk every day. Um, and I can, I mean, they'll message me every day or call me every day and want me to get on their lives and read poetry every day. And it's just, they're just always doing something like, um, yesterday we were on a live and, we were looking up what's the Guinness Book of World Records, the most poems you could write in one day. And it was like 102 poems. <laughs> and, oh, wow. Yeah, and my friend Kelly was like, I can do that. I'm going to do that. Guess what? Today she wrote 107 poems. And she beat the Guinness Book of Records just because we were talking and challenging each other and we're always encouraging each other. And it's crazy. It's just amazing. Oh, this, so are they gonna? Is that gonna get documented, or what's gonna happen? Yeah, I sent her the information, so hopefully she'll look into that. I mean, she just did it today. She's gonna call. She gotta call Guinness now, right? Right. She's gotta get it documented, but she she beat the record. And oh my I, gosh. I was like, um, I was proud of myself because last month was Poetry Month, and I did one poem a day, and I was like, that was enough for me with you know working. <laughs> doing one poem a day at least but i i've done 130 poems i think this year already which is a lot oh my gosh yeah, but you, you said your friend wrote 107 in one day today yes today oh my gosh mm -hmm. that is awesome i know right 
<laughs> that is, yeah, no, no, no doubt. Would you say you're you're more passionate about painting or or, or vice versa, or, or do you love painting and poetry equally the same? Oh goodness, I don't think I've, anyone's ever asked me this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, you know. Um, I think I love them the same. They're different. They're the same, but different. But they're both really stress relieving and therapeutic um, and help you. And my whole thing is to put into life, leave something outside yourself that's going to benefit society, that's going to outlive yourself, you know, and my mm. painting and poetry, it will outlive me and others can enjoy it if I'm no longer here. Um, so yeah, I just love them both. And I love doing them both at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay, no doubt. And you bring up an interesting point about, you know, when we do art, you know, any kind of type of art, right? Anything, when you produce something, intellectual property, uh, yeah, that stuff's gonna be, I mean, it's it's interesting, to, it's crazy to think that, uh, you know, this stuff can be, you know, here forever, you know? Uh, yeah, all the movies and poems, uh, whatever your songs, you know, it's uh, they're gonna continue to to live on, and that's a, that's a special thing. It really is, you know. We pass it down. It's part of our legacies. You know, pass it down to our kids, grandkids, um, and so on. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a that's a very interesting thing to to think about. And uh, but uh, you know, so and then go so going back to Kaleidoscope, Gina. Um, so you, what, what inspired you to kind of, uh, well, you kind of mentioned it already, you know, to, 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 you, you put together your poems. Uh, you, you said that how many poems was it? It's consisted of 83? 83. 83, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now with your upcoming book that, you're, that you're, you're working on, do you have a title for that particular book? Yes, it's called Stained Glass Mosaics of Light. Stained glass mosaics of light. Yes. Love that. I love that. Thank you. And then that's a work in progress. And you want to get it out. When do you, when do you, when is the. I'm thinking um, late fall this year. Okay. And that'll and it's be. It's going to be my art and my poetry together. Oh. Okay. So you're looking maybe September ish or October ish? Yes. Uh huh. Oh, wow. That's. I'm really excited about that. And yeah, that's going to be more like I have, I think, 130 so far to go in that one poems. And then with the art, yeah, it's going to be a bigger book. <laughs> yeah, no, that's bigger the, and better. I'm evolving. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. No, I can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see that. Um, I want to kind of talk about your poem as is. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, for me, it's it's uh, what I what I interpreted was pain, you know, reading that poem, uh, suffering, but but ultimately triumph, you know. Um, I heard you. I hear you. I on IG you can you have a post where you're reciting as is, and it's very emotional, very powerful to hear you recite it. Um, Talk about as is, you know, what inspired that poem, 
And uh, yeah, tell us about it. Okay. I have it right here. You want me to read it for you? Oh, please do. That's <laughs> even better. Even better. Okay. As is. Finally broke out of these imprisoning bars, yet I'm covered with unremovable scars. I may try to cover them up. They will not just disappear. I'll have to live with them now, always being here. Sometimes I feel broken, cracked, having experienced a life-shattering past, hands to my eyes, holding back tears. These feelings hopefully won't last. Looking in the mirror, I see a torture, a previous tortured soul, wrinkles that you may not see, yet accept me as is. I'm happy with myself. I've remodeled my life. Behind, there were these broken down walls. Now I've reconstructed them all. No more strife filled with peace, acceptance, and good vibes. Loving my body, your approval was never needed. An old soul renewed was previously sitting unused and abused. Now I've been restored to mint condition. My memories of the knife cutting me now covering, covered up with needle pricks. What I want is what sticks. Art starts coming through. Colors rising high. Hearts floating above. I'm made out of love. Mm. Those last three lines, couple lines there. Um, I'm made out of love and uh, hearts rising. Hearts floating above. Hearts floating above. That's that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. No, the, what, talk about that. What did uh, what inspired you to write this poem? So this poem is about um, loving yourself even after everything you've gone through. Um, so last year I beat stage three breast cancer. Um, so I went through multiple surgeries the last couple years. I had um, a mastectomy on the right side. Um, I had radiation, hormone treatments. I'm on a chemo pill for 10 years. Um, then I had to wait a year and a half. So I had a year and a half with the hole in my chest, had to wait to get reconstruction surgery, which I just got last May. Um, so I feel like kind of like Frankenstein. I have a poem called Frankenstein in my book mm -hmm. um, and Warrior Cry. I gave Frankenstein to my plastic surgeon, actually, that poem. Um, but I felt kind of like a science experiment. The surgery I had was a relatively new um, surgery. Um, and I'm just all scarred up, you know, when I look in the mirror, I'm completely different. I'm a different person now um, from what I went through. And I However, I'm alive and I beat it and I love my body and I, I mean, it fought for me and I survived through it. And so that's um, kind of what this piece is about. Oh, Gina, thank you for sharing that. You know, that's very personal. And uh, yeah, thank you for, for being, for sharing that, you know. Um, well, I'm, I'm glad you're, you're here. You, you, you persevered, uh, and now you're here to, you know, um, gosh, you know, that's, that's, um, powerful. That's really powerful. And, uh, but that's, no, and yeah. this piece is always, it's also about in the, um, video on Instagram, it has, uh, multiple different pictures that go with it. Um, it's also about body, just body acceptance, mm -hmm. um, or body modification, um, you know, I have a lot of colored hair and tattoos and I have different colored nails all the time. I mean, I'm an artist. I'm always colorful and 
you know, mm -hmm. some people are not like that. Um, however, it's kind of like, or it says your, your approval was never needed. Um, I feel like everybody should be accepted as who they are and they should do whatever makes them happy. And that's just also what this piece was about. Yes, thank you. Thank you. That's really amazing, amazing. And yeah, not 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 being judgmental, right? Not mm -hmm. judging others for what they look like for, you know, accepting one for, you know, for who they are as a human being is what I'm taking from that. And uh, yeah, no, that's great, Gina. Thank you for writing that. That is a, just powerful, powerful. Um, you, you've, uh, You've displayed a lot of your art in, in a few spots in, in downtown Franklin, Tennessee. Um, tell us a little about that. What, what, what are these venues that you've, uh, you've, you've had your art yeah. on display with? Um, I had it on display in a restaurant in downtown Franklin um, and a couple different restaurants in downtown Franklin close to where I live. Um, and then I have some upcoming events as well coming up that I'll have my art and poetry. Um, we have the Main Street Festival that's coming up. Um, they're both in July, July 16th and 17th, the Main Street Festival. And I'll have um, my um, book. I'm with the Author's Circle of Franklin. And so I'll have my book there. And then I'm doing Franklin Pride. It's the first annual Franklin Pride that'll be at um, Harlingsdale Farm and that'll be July 31st. And I'll have both my art and poetry there. So I'm really excited about that. Gosh, it sounds, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like, uh, yeah, I can't, I, you must be ecstatic, right? About doing yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't wait. Right, right. No, that's, uh, you know, um, what, um, what, do, what do you think, what makes, Poetry, we were talking about this earlier. Like I, I dabbled in poetry back in the mid nineties. You know, I, I just started writing kind of, you know, I don't, I didn't, I didn't even know what I was writing. You know, I, I just, you know, I kind of stopped because I wasn't sure if I was doing it right. You know, what, what makes poet, what makes a poem? And either, obviously we have, there's different types of poetry, right? If, if you're writing a, a rhyme, a blank verse, you know, free verse, haiku, a sonnet, Mm -hmm. um, what makes a poem leg legit, you know, for someone who doesn't know, how, you know what they're doing or doesn't know the technical aspects of it, um, is, is there a right or wrong way, Gina, to write a poem? I don't think there's a right or wrong way. What I say is um, poetry is kind of like art. It's in the eye or ear of the beholder. So not everybody may like your poetry. Not everybody may like your art. However, there's going to be a lot of people that do. And there's going to be a lot of people that it, they can relate to it or it resonates with them. And it's also, I mean, it's mostly, I feel like, for yourself. It's for yourself to get, you have to get it out. I mean, I have to paint. I have to do poetry. Like, it's not an option for me because I just feel like uh, I have to get it out, you know? It's just something inside of me that I have to do. Um, but then also other people can enjoy it. So there's that as well. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. It's, uh, it, it, again, it's art, right? It's uh, like you said, it's in the eye of uh, in the beholder. 
there's no right or wrong to any art, right? Whether you're painting, whether it's poetry, whether you're writing a song, um, you know, but when you get into the technical aspects of it, for example, if you're writing a sonnet, uh, then it kind of, things kind of get a little bit different, right? Uh, would you say, or depending on what type of poem you're writing, like, again, going back to like a, a rhyme or free verse or what have yeah, you. Yeah, I've been um, trying to challenge myself to write shorter pieces because most of my pieces are pretty long. Um, so there's a lot of different um, poets that have tagged me in different prompts or to do a haiku or to write a poem in nine words or to write one in 11 words. And those are kind of challenging I, or do one. Um, with certain use certain words or use certain phrases and so I'm that's how I've been kind of evolving and improving on my craft and because I just keep challenging myself to do different things yeah yeah no doubt no doubt yeah that's a um but yeah it's a beautiful thing reading poetry and um you know getting to experience you know, the, all the, the the vivid, the imagery, the, coming up with your, interp your interpretations for what somebody's trying to convey their message. And um, you, did you mention uh, you're also performing at the the twin twin kegs too in Nashville? Yes, twin kegs too. I've I've been there. Um, they do have a spoken word show on Saturdays um, from five to six um, hosted by one of my friends, Matt Awesome. And you can do, I mean, it's kind of like open mic. You could do whatever you want to do, but there's mm -hmm. a lot of um, storytellers or there's poets, there's comedians, there's um, music. And the last time I did take my art and I was doing my live art painting and then I did I usually do like three poems and it's just amazing. It's a great crowd. It kind of feels like you're in Florida. It's like a little dive bar outside. They have like a fire pit outside. Um, inside they have other bands play and it's just awesome. It's great people, great food. And it's just, it's so wonderful. It sounds like, yeah, gosh, it sounds amazing. What a, yeah, what a cool event, cool sounding event to go to. Um, do you what um in are these types of events common out in Tennessee like you know live readings and open mics and stuff like that? There's a few of them. There's another one that I've been going to um, called Out East in Nashville, and they do a lot of comedy shows. But they've been having an open mic on Thursday nights, um, which I did that last week. Um, I had checked out. I had went there and checked it out on another night. And I was like, I'm going to get on that stage. I want to get on there. And then so a couple weeks passed and I went back and I was like, I'm going to do it. And I went up there and I did it by memory. I memorized a couple of poems and had music with it. And I was just really proud of myself. It's a, it's a whole nother feeling. Like you can get addicted to performing live. It's so different than doing it virtually, you know. Um, <laughs> you really just get up, get out there, get your emotion out. And then you have people coming up to you after the show saying, wow, did you really go through that? Or that I related to that, that resonated with me. And that just gives you this feeling inside. It's unexplainable. It's just wonderful. Mm. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and what's the greatest compliment 
you received about your art or your poetry, Gina? Um, or maybe something else. Go ahead, go ahead. I like, well, um, that they come up to me after the show and I just love hearing what they have to say about it, that they could feel my emotion or feel that I really went through something. Um, also, what's been wonderful is connect, making these real connections even though we've met virtually um, with the poets on Facebook and Instagram. Um, there was a poet that actually went to Twin Kegs on Saturday, but I couldn't make it um, that day. And he was all like, oh, Black Widow performs here. I follow her on Instagram. And then he oh. reached out to me and was like, I miss you. I performed at the open mic, you know? And I was like, what? Wow. And like, he was traveling here from New York and I was, we just happened to follow each other. Wow. Um, that's so awesome. Um, yeah. and there is, I went to Florida. I performed in Florida last week. Um, and a poet that I met on Instagram came and met me. And we performed on the beach and on the pier. And we painted and we collabed. And collab I've been doing all these collaborations, writing poetry with all these um, other poets. And it's just been a great time. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like like a lot of fun, you know, and you're, I can tell you're, you're enjoying the hell out of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. What, what, uh, what are some, some goals for, for yourself and Gina, um, for your art? Obviously we talked about your, your book that's coming in, later on in the year, but, uh, anything else that kind of, um, you know, that you haven't mentioned as far as, you know, what your plans are and, and some really some, some maybe short-term and long-term goals. Um, so we're finished my next book, definitely. Um, do more open mics and festivals. Um, also, my next goals are to get in touch with um, other mentors and TV shows and go into the next level. Yeah, so I definitely want to keep it going and get my word out there. Um, I've been actually doing my domestic violence poem. I've done it to um, the Bridges of Williamson County um, for the women that are that have survived domestic violence. Um, so yeah, I would like to just keep touring with my art and poetry um, whenever possible. Yeah, no, and you have a great social media presence. I think you have uh, a little over 3,000 followers on, on Instagram and 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 counting and you know i see you on lives and you definitely have a strong presence and i'm it's really nice to see that and i need to get more in touch you know with you and what you're doing so i'm, I'm gonna do my heart you know try my hardest to, to to do that and 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 you know by the way you know when you come when you, when you appear on this podcast um that's a given because i it doesn't stop with your appearance I continue to support, I continue to follow, I continue to, you know, share and repost your content as, you know, so you're now a Profile Pod TV alumni, <laughs> <laughs> alum, yeah, no, it, it, I'm just trying to build a community myself, absolutely, no, Gina, you are an inspiration, you know, you are an inspiration, uh, you've been through some, some real stuff in life, and, um, and now you know you're you're creating art for all of us and to to see and to read and it's just a beautiful thing. And I, I want to thank you for that. You know, I want to thank you thank for that. Thank you so much. 
Absolutely. No, you are an inspiration for sure. And that, and that's the essence of my podcast. Learn it. I bring on individuals who are doing extraordinary things who inspire the human spirit and you personify embody that hundred percent. And uh, thank you for doing that. You know, I just wanted to tell you that. Thank you so much. That means so much to me. You are welcome. You are welcome. I, I want fi to finish with this question, and I, I ask it to all my guests. Uh, who are some mentors that you know have influenced you in your life? And they could be anybody, family, friends, maybe celebrities, maybe I mean, other artists, what have you, who, who would you lo would love to sit down with and, and have dinner with? Um, one of the first ones that came to mind was Maya Angelou. She's one of my favorites. Oh. Um, I did write a piece called Fight for Rights that had um, references um, to her in it. Um, also, recently, Amanda Gorman. Um, she's doing wonderful things. Um, also, I'd like to talk to Oprah Winfrey, Steve Harvey, mm. Ellen DeGeneres. Um, yeah, so I'll probably be reaching out to them soon. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, let me know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great list. That's a great list. I love asking that, you know. I love asking that question because uh, I get some really cool answers, you know, because we all have, you know, we're all influenced. We all have mentors. We all have people that we kind of look up to that are related to what we're doing, to our art forms or, or to life in general. And so... That is a great list, Gina. Um, Gina, before we go, where can the good people connect with you? Go ahead and plug your uh, your social media, websites, et cetera, et cetera. Where can we follow you? Yes, you can follow me on Facebook. I'm Gina Carrillo. I have an art and poetry page called Kaleidoscope Art. Um, on Instagram, I'm Black Widow Poet. Um, and then you can get my book, Kaleidoscope. Um, on Amazon yeah. worldwide. Um, so check me out. Follow me, please. And enjoy some poetry. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Gina, this has been a, a, an educational conversation for, for me because, you know, um, poetry is one, one of those areas where I, like I mentioned earlier, you know, um, I, you know, I dabbled in a little bit, but, um, it's one of those art forms where I, I want to kind of, you know, really learn a little bit more about and, uh, and you've, you've done, you know, a great job teaching me tonight. So, and I'm sure our audience is, is going to take home a lot of those nuggets and gems that you presented. Um, you're always welcome back here, Gina. Let's get together in the future, bring you back on and see where you're at. And I'm going to continue to see your ascent into the stratosphere so, thank you so much once again, Gina, for sharing. Thank you very much for having me. This is wonderful. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Any shout outs before we go? Do you want to give out? Um, yes. Um, shout out to my mom, Lisa Flores. <laughs> Thanks for all the editing help. Um, Kelly Holland uh, for beating the Guinness Book of World Records with her 107 poems today. Also, shout out. <laughs> Um, out east comedy club and twin cakes too um and everywhere else 
that has had my live art and poetry. Thank you so much for all your love and support and encouragement. There it is. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have Gina Carrillo, Black Widow poet. Go follow her. Go check out her, her book, Kaleidoscope, on Amazon. You will not be disappointed. She is doing big things in Tennessee and, and beyond. And uh, it's it's uh it's only a matter of time before you see her as a household name. Uh, once again, I'm so grateful for you, Gina, and um, for for coming on. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you as well for tuning in to this episode of Profile Pod TV with our special guest, Gina Carrillo, Black Widow poet. And uh, if you are an individual who wishes to come on this podcast and you think you're doing something inspirational as like Gina, uh, then please contact me on a DM and uh, on Instagram, and you know we can make we can make arrangements for you to come on. If, you know, again, we're looking for people who are doing things to inspire the human spirit, and whether that's art or whether you're making movies or you know you know uh, wrestling uh, rattlesnakes in, in the bayou. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> Let me know. We, we want to be inspired. We want to be inspired. That's the essence of this podcast. So thank you once again. Go give a rate and review on uh, Apple Podcasts. And uh, follow me on Instagram, at ProfilePodTV. Subscribe right, right here on YouTube. That's one way you can show some support. It's a great way to show support is to subscribe. So uh, again, thank you so much for tuning on YouTube. And if you're on the audio platforms, a million thanks to you. So... Once again, for Gina Carrillo, Black Widow Poet, I'm Double A, your host here at Profile Pod TV. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next time right here on the pod. And always remember to take it easy.